Hey, hey, all wedding photographers, creatives and business owners out there. Unbelievably, it is still January, but it won't be for long. You are tuned into the DocCast, a weekly deep dive into wedding photography, creativity and entrepreneurship, all brought to you by Nine Dots. Today, we are over the moon to be joined by Amy Sampson on the Nine Dots podcast. Amy and Rahul are going to be chatting about all sorts of things, from personal projects through to how she works at weddings, working with other people, with videographers, how people shoot, all kinds of stuff, current trends in wedding photography. Definitely going to be worth a listen. Amy's an amazing photographer and she won the Rangefinder Rising Stars back in 2022. And she's an amazing woman who you can definitely learn a lot from. So stay tuned. In other Nine Dots news, last week was the first of this year's Nine Dots Hangouts. Over 30 wedding photographers descended upon Manchester to spend the day learning together and sharing ideas. It was an awesome day and it's so good to spend time with other photographers and see how selfless they are in sharing what they know with people that maybe don't know as much or aren't as further along in their journey. Really, really good and everyone got so much out of it. We cannot wait for the next one. The next Nine Dots Hangout is going to be happening in March in London. Stay tuned for more details on that, but it's going to be similar kind of vibes, but a slightly different format we've got a few talks lined up and some amazing presenters and again coming together community over competition sharing some knowledge and having a great time together nine dots hangouts are free for all members of nine dots so all you have to do is join up if you haven't already and uh, you can come along for free and enjoy all their amazing education and connection and networking and support that you get from being a member of Nine Dots. Full details for all this, check out the links below. It really is all go in Nine Dots at the minute. Not only have we got our hangouts coming up, we've also just announced the winners of our awards for this year. So go and visit Instagram and that kind of thing to find out who the winners were and what they shot and all that kind of stuff. Some amazing, amazing talent in there. Really great to see. Also, we've got loads of other things happening. More really is more this year for Nine Dots. We've got our first retreat coming up at the end of April, the Nine Dots Great Escape in Cornwall. I think there's a couple of spaces still available. Uh, So if you're interested in that, follow the links in the description and check that out. As well as that, obviously in November, we've got the Nine Dots Gathering, which really needs no introduction. The theme park for wedding photographers. We've got incredible speakers from all over the world coming together for three days in Manchester. Again, links in the description. Check it out. Be a fool to miss it. Anyway, without further ado, let's move over to Amy Sampson at Raul Kona on the DotCast. Enjoy. My name's quite straightforward on that front, so you yeah. can't <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can't get it wrong. Unless I call you Simpson or something like that by accident. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, I've had that. <laughs> yeah, oh, have you? When the Simpsons were, the first iteration, this is showing my age now, the first iteration of the Simpsons cartoon. This was back in the 80s. And the first time they came out, they weren't very popular and they weren't very cool. And so people thought it was hilarious to call me Amy Simpson. And so oh, Simpson. really? Which at the time, obviously, a primary school was like a dagger to the heart. Yeah. Then they came out the second time around and everyone loved them. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Was- I, I used to, um, do, do you know how I used to get my Simpsons fixed? Because we, we didn't have cable or whatever. However, you got Simpsons on TV. Like, uh, yeah, it was, I think it was cable TV then. It wasn't even Sky. And, <laughs> but like one of our neighbors had it. So we used to give him a videotape and he used to tape us the episodes and then he'd give it around every like Sunday or something. And I'd get to watch a couple of episodes of The Simpsons. And like I had to beg like my dad to get cable TV. Um and, <laughs> Do you and know then, it's a trick then? He could have started his own little video business, just rent it out. Yeah, no, yeah, it's true actually. I had that and then like before I had it as well, like I had a friend at school. I remember her name as well, everything like and this is 30 years ago now, but Michelle and she used to and I used to love like R and B hip hop and stuff. And so she there was a channel called The Box. And so, like, yeah. anytime any like old school R and B, well, 
that are current over then but like now old school r&b hip-hop came on she would like you know um hit record and take me the whole video so then i can listen to i can see the video and like see the songs <laughs> and stuff that's how i like yeah old times <laughs> I'm I know. My, yeah my daughter we, we were cleaning up the house actually and my daughter uh pulled out a video cassette and she's just like what is this and i'm like ah and like i can't play it anymore but this is what we used to watch videos on yeah. we used then, to go like, to a whole shop full of them the walls are lined and that would be your saturday night is going to yeah. what and video it, you want to take home <laughs> yeah it was amazing though i used to flipping love that and like you know and then like try to get some popcorn on your way out or something yeah you know, i got this as Lots well <laughs> yeah but I used to spend, I used, and I used to spend ages going through the films as well. You know, like because there's no trailer, so you had to read the like the synopsis at the back and be like, "Oh, do I want that? Do I not?" You know. I know that was almost like a pre-night out itself. You go there on the Friday to pick a film for the Saturday because it takes so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man, <laughs> uh, sometimes like you forget these um, these things happened. Like, they feel so long ago now. I know it's like trying to. I'm, I was trying to explain to my um, stepson the other day. He's eighteen about life before the enemy. Like I was some kind of alien life species because it just couldn't get his head around the concept of surviving on this planet without the internet. Yeah, and it was me question. I was like, how how did it? You know, without phones and without the internet, like how did I meet people? Like how did things happen? How did we organize things? You know. <laughs> How do we exist? <laughs> Tell him the concept of newspapers. That will alone <laughs> should blow their minds. That you know there would be like even, this even document. Does. Pardon? Yeah. Imagine even the like, idea of books blows mind. Oh really? Yeah, exactly. But like, Matt, can you imagine there would be a document that would tell you all the world news, and it would be like delivered to your door every single day, like by <laughs> kids. We'd pay kids to home. do it. Like I heard a comedian tell that joke actually, isn't it? If anyone found that funny, it wasn't me. But like, I, like I was just like, that's so true, you know. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> like, yeah, and just the idea that it's printed every single day is mental. Yeah, such a strange concept that you, yeah, you, you've got to wait until half past seven or whenever it is. The kid throws it over the garden gate before you know what's going on in the world. Yeah, exactly. I I used to do a paper round. I did three of them actually. Did you? Like, yeah. I think I was I feel, yeah, like I yeah. I feel like it's a right of passive that I didn't get. Oh, no, you know, like sometimes the internet cuts out and I can't tell whether it's my connection or yours. Like, so sometimes if you feel like I'm stalling, it's not, it's just that uh, the internet's blanking out. But does it say unstable connection on yours or anything or no? I am in Devon, so um, that might be why. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, maybe it's recording fine. I don't <laughs> know, but. Yeah. It's it's the uh, the rural back end of South Devon where um the internet, despite you know being in the modern world, I'm still on something like 36 maybe it's, <laughs> oh, it's really? still pretty slow. Yeah. <laughs> it it takes me all night to upload a wedding. Does it? No way. Yeah. What to a gallery? Like Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so you can imagine my pain in peak wedding season. <laughs> that's mental all night all night <laughs> but these are these are the that, finished finished good. jpegs are we talking finished jpegs yeah finished, talking? finished jpegs oh my god all right, all right. yeah <laughs> it's, if it takes me more than 20 minutes i'm pissed off <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the dream i cannot imagine it being that quick 
yeah it's it's a bit of a shocker it's one of those things when when uh we're looking at houses i lived on the edge of the city before and then we moved out to the countryside um and i kind of maybe naively assume that you know the internet would work nowadays in the countryside but yeah it it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah so yeah it can be pretty horrendous um ridiculously slow if, you, if I end up having to go to like tether off someone's, I, ha- I have done that before. Um, I've had offers from friends that that live in the city that come just come and tether off my internet. You can sit outside in the car if you're busy and you just need to upload a gallery. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Come in from the cold, have some tea, coffee. <laughs> it's like, yeah, welcome to 2024, oh. <laughs> you poor child. Yeah. <laughs> have some internet I felt a bit speed. Like yeah, I felt a bit like that this morning when I was like, open the um, shutters and there's ice on the inside of the windows. <laughs> oh, wow. I'd love to live like, so... in the country, to be fair, and like have a It is lovely. Life. Yeah. Because it... you're, in... you're based in the city, aren't you? Pretty much. I'm like 30 minutes from the city. So, yeah. Yeah, it's Greater London. Um, so... I, I like it because where I am is actually <clears throat> has a fair bit of countryside. Like literally if I walk five minutes, there's a field of horses. So it's pretty cool the, in the actual little town I'm in. Um, but yeah, the city life is just, it's just too frantic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I've gone past that age now of like loving the franticness. Yeah. Like, mm. So I'd rather have the slow internet, you know, <laughs> and, and beautiful it, views yeah. and stuff. <laughs> It is really nice. It's really nice and relaxing. And um, I'm being massively introverted as I am. It kind of suits my sort of whole sort of mindset. <laughs> being in a rural environment, it's just find it a lot more relaxing and calming. Um, apart from when I need to get somewhere or upload something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are most of your weddings like then near you, like Devon, Cornwall? Um, it's a real mix, to be honest. I don't actually I, I barely get any of south devon which is strange south south devon for me i get maybe one a year okay. near where i live um i get quite a lot in devon i get a lot so uh, um probably about 50 percent of my clients are from london um coming down to devon to get married um and north devon's really popular especially north and mid devon um so i do a lot there but I, okay i do quite a lot up in um around bath bristol area um and then a, is, it, is that far from where you are um, about two hours two and a half hours That's far. um not too bad um eight hours if it's a friday in the summer holidays yeah <laughs> trying to get up the uh, dual carriageway um as we are in the middle of nowhere down here um but yeah i do that i i do end up with probably about half down Devon and then the rest end up spread all over the country um and I usually end up I have a couple in London a year um which when I do them I always slightly regret um the logistics battling Um, when uh, you're a bit of a country mouse (laughs) it's always a shock (laughs) yeah and also like obviously like I'm gonna assume with like mainly English weddings you you have to go to like two three different locations maybe as well or it might be like bride prep somewhere ceremony somewhere else and the reception somewhere else that's like yeah exactly yeah and I always plump for driving in central London um and I have long enough between them to forget why I always swear never to drive in central London ever again (laughs) yeah 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 
the stress level um and like the People don't like hesitation, do they, on the roads in London? It's like you've got to know where you're going and make that decision and go for it. Because if you hesitate even a tiny bit, it's like road rage. They'll eat you alive. Yeah, my wife's like that. Why why are they slowing down like that? She'll start horning within a second. You can't, like, yeah. Whereas driving down here, you you get to a roundabout and everyone's sort of sat there politely waiting, going, who's going to go? Oh, Oh, really? I can usually adapt quite well. I, when I've I've done a couple of weddings in Italy where I've learned that basically Italians don't stop at roundabouts. Yeah. And the best way is just to go. Like if any sniff of hesitation, then all hell breaks loose. So you better just to like floor it and quick cursory glance and go for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just came back from India and like in Bombay, for example, well, anywhere around India, but especially in Bombay, like, um, they drive so close and then like and you see so many bashed up cars because you're like it's just they're in, like it's you're touching distance like i could literally stick my hand out and shake the other person's hand in the uh, in rickshaw next to me and like but then you see someone with a range rover or like a bentley and you're like why on earth and how on earth does this car look pristine in this country like i just don't yeah. understand how you don't have a single dent in this car and then and then actually i was talking to my wife's cousin and i'm like i just have interest like how much is your car insurance here and i was thinking like it would be like five grand a year or something ridiculous uh, or you know because everyone's going to get bashed and claim and uh he was just like it was 150 quid i'm like what oh really yeah wow i mean yeah I haven't, i've spent quite a lot of time on the roads not driving but in india and uh that, that's pretty amazing <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm like, like is that because you don't claim is that why and he's just like no we claim yeah, like, if, a, if it's a thing we claim and i'm like wow okay <laughs> i wasn't expecting that i was yeah. shocked by it yeah me too <laughs> that's the one i've done a lot of solo travel in my life and i've always been like when i'm completely happy to drive when i go traveling um whatever the country is but um india i didn't i didn't brave it i nearly did nah, nearly but work. oh yeah the, the it's sort of the the dual carriageways where all of a sudden there's no tarmac and then the cow coming the dual carriageway and then everyone's talking in the language of horns um yeah, yeah. which you know the the driver we had was trying to explain how it all works and he's like it, it makes sense to me but you know yeah it was that would not be <laughs> it's just literally organized chaos it works yeah. but it's like organized chaos i don't Do i don't you, even know yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I drove. Yeah, uh, like I had. Well, I had a moped that I took my daughters on and stuff like that. And uh, uh, yeah, okay. I did a fair bit of horning myself to everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. My daughters loved it. In fact, I just let them just bloody go nuts with it. To be fair, um, so I did that. Did and then my wife drove it? a car actually, and I was just like, "Fair enough." Pretty brave. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty brave. Um, but yeah, you can't hesitate. Pardon. <laughs> Did you have to rein it in when you got home with the horns? Not to be oh, like yeah, driving yeah. around. No, we don't, we don't touch it here. <laughs> I, over here, the kids are like, if you touch that horn, the police are coming to get you. And they're going to put you in jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, don't touch the horns. And also, do not switch these little lights on that above your head. The police are coming to get you for yeah. that as well. Actually, to be fair, that's what my parents told me. Because I'm like, why do I put these lights on? They're like, no, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. You will get a ticket. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true, if you will get a ticket or not. You know, like, 
You have to try it and see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How long yeah. did you spend in India? Oh, I was there for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was great. Your photographs from there were were beautiful. Oh yeah, thank you. I just used to go around to like, well, go around. I used to go out for a walk every day before my kids and wife and everyone woke up and just take my camera with me. And like the great thing about taking the camera was that, that it just opened up access to talking to a lot of people that I never would have before. Mm-hmm. Um especially in Gujarat, because I can kind of speak a bit of Gujarati. Um so like in, in Bombay it was like difficult, but um yeah in Gujarat it was great like they would show me things and show me like there's a photo of this guy ironing is like in the oldest shop in this in this town it's like 85 year old shop and it's always been an iron shop and he's been it's generations of just these guys ironing and like you know like without the camera not uh, people don't give me this information for no reason yeah. whatsoever so it was like it was fun it was a uh, yeah, it yeah. Was fun to take it out and walk around but that's why it wasn't like when I posted about it, it wasn't like street photography. It's not street photography. I don't do street, but it was like I interacted with pretty much everyone, even the homeless people that you saw on the floor or whatever. Like I had a conversation with everyone and then I took photos before or after whichever way it was. Um, but I really enjoyed that actually because my wife was just like, this is the most you've ever taken photos. And I'm like, normally the holidays that we go on, unless they are like seeing things, they'll just be like Paul Beach Hotel. So I just need yeah, the camera for like yeah. a few hours at sunset and then like family photos done. Got some nice natural ones of the kids. We'll remember this place, the end, yeah. you know, and then put it away. Whereas here, because we were, we were just traveling all the time. Like, yeah, it was just with me all the time. So what made, what made you decide to take it out more in, in India? Um, just because we were visiting different places yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it was the first day that I went for my first morning walk that people started to talk to me that I was just like, oh, it's mainly because of the camera because they started asking questions. And then, you know, um, and I thought I'm going to carry this with me everywhere because it was like, as much as I seem like I'm a real extrovert, I can be quite shy as well to talk to like, like it was out of my comfort zone to talk to people and then be like, oh, can I take a photo or whatever? Like, that's not what I would normally do. Um, So. Yeah, it was after that first day that like literally like second day or whenever I went out for a walk and then people started coming to me. I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to start taking my camera with me because this is giving me access to people and I'm getting to talk to people and I really love doing that in my walks. So rather than just speaking to the same tea guys that I used to see or, you know, so yeah, it was nice. And that's why I just had it with me everywhere. And yeah, it was because we were traveling around and so there was way more things to see and do. And then I had my family there. So it was nice to take photos of all my family, the older lot as well. Um, and stuff like that because you know two three years if i go back they might not be there and you know yeah so i just used the camera that way i think that's the greatest thing we can give for anyone like we stayed at my wife's cousin's house and then they were like oh you know we really love your photos and I, they were kind of inching towards do you mind taking some photos of us and i said and then i was just like hey shall i take some photos of you if you guys all come back from work early one day you know just like we could just use your front garden here the street and the house and like it'll only take 45 minutes. I'll take some like really nice photos. You know, your mum's there as well, so they're grand and whatever. And I'm like, you know, I go, like, I'd love to do that. I'll go, you've let us stay here for four days and like it'll be my thank you present. Um, and they loved that. And I just did a little shoot for them, like, you know, hour out of my life. But yeah, for me, I'm like really happy to give like people that as a gift. I think that's like 
the best gift I can give anyone. Yeah, like, yeah, it's such a nice thing to do for people, isn't it? And a lot of people with it. I mean, I I did quite a lot of that when I done traveling myself. I've always sort of tried to stay in um, Airbnbs that are part of someone's home when I've traveled, so I can get that kind of feel for actually being in the country I'm in and and sort of make some local connections and that kind of thing. And quite often, people have traded it for you know like, you can stay here for free if you you know do some nice pictures of the place which has been great but I've always tried to like get a picture of the people that have hosted me as well yeah, um yeah. So they ask for it do they? they don't you know but they really don't when you when you do it for them and it doesn't take that long enough yeah it's quite nice when I've looked on Airbnbs of the places I've stayed in the past and you see the little portraits that I've done of people like, crop up oh yeah that's what um, yeah 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 and it's kind of like you make sort of connections and and find out stories about people um that way don't you that you wouldn't otherwise when you've yeah. got your camera it allows you i suppose to be more curious or openly know whichever way um in a way that you couldn't if you didn't have a camera um it i suppose it, it would be intrusive maybe otherwise but it's, it's a way of opening a conversation and connection with people wherever in the world you yeah. go which is really nice yeah uh, no 100 yeah, percent I did similar in when I went to India. I, it wasn't everywhere that I felt comfortable that I could wander around on my camera quite like that. But there were some places where I did. And um, yeah, it's like you say, I think I got interesting like tours at the back of shops and people like showing me how they, you know, well, that, how they do go about doing things and their sort of businesses and like all their little stories and things because they're just, you know, unless they like the fact you're interested enough to want to take photographs. Um, and then that leads on to just sort of yeah they've been inviting you around for dinner or something <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah these are all sort of random things that happen that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't sort of gone and asked if they'd be okay with you taking a picture um which i've usually like when it's been people like that i've gone I, i've like asked if they mind just because i find i i really love photography and i like i feel like i'm I feel like I'm crossing a line or I'd feel bad if they like kind of saw me trying to take a step. Sometimes I'd just rather go and like speak yeah. to people and I, <laughs> see if they're okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, um, I don't want people to think, Oh, why is he taking a photo of us or like, or them to think that I think there's some sort of animal in a zoo or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, look at him taking photos of us. And they might get loads of people taking photos of them like that for that reason. So I don't want to be that guy. And I yeah think, i think having a conversation i think actually and the photos just mean more to like me because i can yeah, be like oh i yeah, spoke to this guy and i remember this guy from here and this guy here and you know like there's a story behind it all rather than oh i was walking down the street and i saw this guy in a red t-shirt and i saw this red sign and a red wall and then you know and the light was amazing and here we go and then you know like th that's not a story for me yeah like just boring yeah. like yeah exactly yeah. yeah it was i like i do like that kind of stuff as well but yeah i would do no, really no, like the yeah. human human element of it and the fact that the curiosity works both ways and often you get in a conversation with someone that you're curious about and you know want to take a photograph of they're just they're as curious back to hear about you and your life and yeah yeah you know, it's you then get something from the interaction i suppose you wouldn't have if you just kind of like silently snap them um yeah. But yeah, I did. There, totally. were, there were there were certainly some places where I felt like I couldn't do that. There were some places I found a bit more sort of 
intimidating, I suppose, and or, or conscious of wandering around. Um, with like as in actual areas, or like in specific sort. Of yeah, in in places. certain in certain areas, um, sort of some of the more densely like populated cities, and like Varanasi, I found a bit more like I was a bit sort of less confident. I think some some of the places being female and like out on your sort of own as well, kind of yeah, yeah. more attention. Um, yeah. I, so sometimes we prefer the um, the invisibility cloak of being male wandering around places like that, <laughs> in terms of being able to take photographs. Yeah. No, totally. Uh, yeah, it's totally understandable because even I feel a bit like uh, sketchy in certain areas as well. Like Delhi yeah. and stuff like that is not somewhere where I just whip out that camera and, you know, I, I just, I don't know. There's something about that city I just don't feel comfortable with. And there are other certain parts of India where totally, if you're a woman, man, yeah, it's, it's totally like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. And it's better, it's we, better to be like that as well. Like at least, you know, um, and have some awareness of, of where you are at. Because some people, I think, have no awareness. And then that's where things can go a bit south. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We went to, um, I went with a couple of friends initially and we flew into, um, and um, I think we arrived about three in the morning. And we sort of booked into this hotel, what you sort of assume is a sort of premier room type thing near the, near the airport. And um, managed to get a... I can't remember what the Indian version of an Uber is, but essentially the same company with a slightly different Hola. name. That's it, yeah. Mm. And uh, it ended up going down all these tiny alleyways. Um, and, and the driver was getting really stressed because the alleyways are so so narrow. Um, he, was, he got lost. And uh, he sort of tried to, like, push us out of the car in this what? alleyway. There's just a few men, like, loitering in this doorway, going, you come in here. And we were just like, oh, God, no, we're going to no, get no. murdered before <laughs> we even got to the hotel. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that was an interesting start <laughs> yeah oh that was the start of your journey wow yeah. yeah that was our first sort of introduction um into delhi on arrival <laughs> oh wow yeah luckily it like... improved, it improved, uh... yeah yeah delhi's not my favorite place at all like yeah just, i don't know it's just something there that i'm just not comfortable with it's like you go there just to like basically get to Agra or like to go see the Taj Mahal or or then or basically fly to wherever you go in Varanasi or, or get a train and stuff like that. In and out of that city, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I'm sure it's got, I'm sure there's there's more to it than just the sort of dodgy alleyways around the back of the airport. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be hurrying to go back after that experience. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. How, how, like, how's your um? wedding season looking this year um it's actually pretty good i know because I, I feel like obviously this year seems to be a real mixed bag for people doesn't it um yeah um mine's pretty comfortable um although it starts really late i don't start until um may which is is late for me quite often i'll um you know the, I've, I've had weddings spread all across the year but the last couple of years it's been a sort of strange sort of all concertinaed into very much the sort of middle few months of the year being completely manic um but yeah it's it's looking good um i think a couple of years ago well after you know the craziness of um the post-pandemic catch-up time where we're all doing two years worth of work sort of crammed into one year yeah um 
did make a, a conscious decision to to do less weddings um than I used to um that said every time I get a wedding choir I come in and I'm like right I've reached the number that I need to do I'm not going to take on more and the wedding comes in that sounds really cool I'm like it's really hard saying no <laughs> yeah I hear that um, so I think whilst I'm going to sort of try and say now to myself right this is the yeah, I'm sticking with what I've got for the who knows depends what comes in um but no it's it's um it's looking like a, a good year so um I'm I'm hopeful um <laughs> it'll pan out last year for me was probably one of my favorite um wedding seasons I've ever had I had like sort of about I'd say, most of my clients were if I could design my perfect client well that was the case um and loads of really interesting weddings and non-traditional weddings um and yeah I really enjoyed it um it kind of it was quite sort of reviving I think after after the craziness of the previous year yeah um it's funny though because I think um I sort of because I I put my prices up quite a bit um especially for this coming year like as in sorry the year we're in um and it's like that strange thing of feeling like almost like I'm like should I be you know should I be doing something different to follow my prices oh right um (laughs) even though even though obviously you know realistically my prices need to increase anyway just to catch up with um or keep pace with inflation but um but no I'm I'm looking forward to it um it's funny though this day is this point of the year um I'm always a time where I don't have many weddings um all that many jobs where I'm actually going out and and interacting with um clients and then starts to then the the sort of social anxiety and part of weddings really starts to build up and I know the first sort of couple of weddings I'll be like going oh how do I do this <laughs> oh man I think we're all like that though no like yeah yeah probably I, yeah like I literally I just had a wedding last week where, and it was but I don't it was a wedding and it was like three hours long and it was like 15 people um but now i haven't got one until end of april like yourself so like beginning of may time and then so that's when i would say my wedding start and then i'm always the same when you walk into the wedding you're like uh you know how do i do this and then you have to like start doing that small talk again and like warm up with that with everyone do you know what i mean yeah i I feel like that or that anxiety like the first two weddings are like you always try and do a great job and also oh my god i remember actually clearly last year um my first wedding i was so off the pace with like moments like rusty as fuck like sorry i shouldn't swear well i could swear but you know um but like <laughs> really right like i missed so many like like good moments you know not not, not like big moments but like really nice good moments I, mi- I i just just wasn't fully like i don't know switched on to like where i where i was like three four weddings later you know it took, it yeah, took a while for me to like engage again in that way well, you, you almost have to become hyper aware don't you in, in a in, in a kind of unnatural way as a time at a wedding to be primed to capture all those little moments that unfold you know can, and can unfold at any point across a really large chunk of time you know in day-to-day life you have times where you just sort of go on a daydream or, or you know do whatever you're doing and, and stuff goes, happens um, obviously at a wedding you don't you know you've, you've got to be 
there present for you know waiting for those split second things to happen and yeah yeah it's hard isn't it I think you know I've certainly had sort of weddings especially ones earlier in the year where I've done the same and your sort of internal voice is going shit oh I missed that oh god I missed it again like you're kind of like oh yeah yeah yeah. what am I doing (laughs) um and it's kind of like you gotta try and calm that chatter down which can be really unhelpful um like certainly yeah when I started doing weddings my internal you can't you can't even remember how to use the camera what are you doing (laughs) and then you put your prices up on top of that (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it's kind of like pretty much often every wedding i'll have that internal chatter like the imposter syndrome that's on my shoulder going god you really rubbish like why have you you know why have they hired you like what you know you're not doing it right or you've messed that up and kind of and it and it's it's really unhelpful because I get home and I upload the pictures and I'm like, I did a really good job. I'm really pleased with that. Like, what yeah. what what is this chatter? Where does it come from? And why you know why is it following me around? Um, yeah, it can be really annoying. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely, definitely can be. It's it's difficult to quieten that chatter down as well when you're when you're in the in the moment, like actually yeah. at the wedding. Yeah. It's it's like uh, the way I quieten it down. Is just take more photos. <laughs> like, just yeah. hopefully, the sound of the shutter will just drown, drown it out. <laughs> See, I've I've had a couple of people um, ask me, like, you know, they said they they want to come and um, shoot with me this year, just to sort of see how I work, and they're interested to see like what I do on a wedding day and how I go about photographing it. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm happy. I do know from like the odd time, I don't. It's very unusual that I'll have someone second for me maybe that'll happen like once or twice a year and when I do I feel like when the person someone's seconding with me or with me those internal that internal dialogue starts to come out of my mouth <laughs> to oh, them right, yeah. like them <laughs> board. I'm like I don't know if you really want to hear that <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's better that it stays inside <laughs> but um yeah do you let, I don't, do you let I don't, people come and shadow you then um, like, I haven't done. Um, yeah. I I will do this year. I think okay, cool. um, I my imposter syndrome is is can be um, overwhelming at times, um, and it's it's sort of been a long hard journey to getting to feeling um, that. Uh, as I'm sure, I, you know, pretty much, you know, a lot of us do, but kind of feeling confident um in what I'm doing and my work um um I'm, I'm very introverted a lot of people and not the people that meet me probably wouldn't describe me as that they probably say I'm extroverted introvert I, I'm, I'm, I'm social anxious to the point where I you know I'm I'm friendly <laughs> I yeah. can interact with people but um but um I yeah I find um sort of the, a pressure I suppose about having an audience and people sort of watching me um you know I mean doing something like this is out of my comfort zone um you know I haven't I never do anything like this normally the other, apart from some radio five live with Ray Adrian Charles a few years ago um after a wedding I had that went viral which is a bit <laughs> oh nice what was that about I, I didn't hear about it but you know, what was the why did the um, wedding go viral and then there was a there was a um 
fire in um, a city near me, uh, and it was the oldest hotel in the country had burnt down. Um, oh, wow, okay. Made the I think it was a slow news week anyway. It made the headline news around the country. I was photographing a wedding, um, and it was right next to it. Um, the day when all the, the they were sort of like putting all the fire out and everything, so I had this this couple. It was all you know. We got escorted around by the police and the fire department, and it was all quite exciting. Um, and I had this photograph of them, and in the background were like was the smoke from the fire. Oh, and the, I think I remember like, this photo oh, actually. Yeah, and it 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 went. I think that it was the council, the council for the city put the photograph out and it went viral. This is going back into the days pre and pre. You know, it was viral as in several thousand rather than like a million. Yeah, um, yeah. But at the time, but it was enough at the time to pick up interest from national press, um, and it ended up being on BBC Breakfast. And um, I, I had a day. I had like twenty four hours of like constant phone calls from the press of wanting interviews and that kind of thing and I was working at the time in my old job so I had to like, run down the corridor and I hide in one of the cupboards to do this interview on the radio because uh the yeah I, I was doing an interview with the couple and wanted to speak to me as well so um yeah that was my one and only uh live radio interview which was quite a funny experience <laughs> yeah um that, that would be, but yeah yeah. And then, um, yeah, the, the couple, they'd signed up to do a few um, magazine interviews, that kind of thing. Um, and about four weeks after the wedding, um, someone contacted me for a magazine. I chatted with the couple and I got an email back from the bride and she's like, oh, um, really great news. Um, me and my husband have split up. Oh. Um, <laughs> Um, which I was like, oh, okay. Wasn't expecting that. And, you know, um, yeah. So I, I delivered the photographs and then I think they, she's like, oh, the pictures are great. Thank you. But yeah, they, they'd split up um, pretty much the same time that I delivered them for open. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my most publicized wedding, um, then, you know, I ended up having to pull it off everything going, I can't, I can't leave that up because they are obviously no longer together. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to take off your website, everything that what yeah, that one it was at the, yeah. The time it was like on the front page of my website and you know, kind of everywhere, and I had to yeah pull it off because <laughs> wow. I thought I can't really leave that up there. Um, but yeah, so that was a that was an interesting experience. <laughs> um, yeah, peaked early, I think, on that one. <laughs> no, that's all good though. Like the publicity at that time, I'm sure. Like you, yeah, it was great. It, so. Um, people were, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you must have picked up loads of bookings from that. And I said, well, I picked up a super fan and I picked up a troll. Oh, right. <laughs> but not in the way of booking. Um, but no, it was good. It was really good. It was an interesting experience. Um, and yeah, so back to 2024, um, I'm, I was sort of making myself get out of my comfort zone. But, you know, if people want to come and shadow me, then... Um, you know, obviously, providing my couples are happy with that, then um, I'm more than happy to let people do that if that's something that would be interesting for them. Um, and I'm probably, I probably I wanted to sort of do the same and get some seconding jobs myself as well. Um, because I think it is very easy, isn't it, to slip into a comfort zone? Yeah. Um, in in our work, you know, you often will work on our own um, and spend a lot of time in your own heads. 
And I think sometimes just going and seeing how someone else works or working with someone else can be really um, interesting and sort of, you know, even if someone works completely different way from you, it can change your perspective. Yeah, or, yeah. You, know, you can learn a really nugget from from that. 100%. You know, that, you, that you wouldn't otherwise get. Um, I suppose it's staff development, isn't it? In a in a you know for the self employed that work alone. Um, otherwise, you know, you can spend so much time just sort of with your own processes, never really assessing them, or you can just compare them against other people's, and. And and never really have that sort of sort of full experience of seeing how someone else might do things and what you might learn from that and vice versa. Yeah. I I, I enjoy like second shooting. I don't do it often. And sometimes I'm like, I'll I'll do it. Or I'll I or like like you said earlier, you know, I have that energy for the day of like, oh yeah, or like someone puts it down, and I'm like, I'll second shoot for them. And it's like obviously in four months' time, and then I'm like, fuck, why did I put my name down? Like, I don't want to second shoot now. <laughs> Just did a wedding last week and I'm done with shooting at the moment. But you know, when it's quiet season, you think, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take on a bit more. Why not? Why yeah. not? And it comes, and it, especially like, it's not the same, like, you know, as your own wedding, like taking on extra weddings, that's fine. But like second shooting, you're like, oh, is it really worth the effort and the money? And I'm, yeah. But when I, when I, when I, once I'm there, I love it. And like, I, and I do love like looking at other people and seeing the way they work or what they want from you as a second. And, you can always pick up a little nugget or two from it. But I think like second shooting and then maybe people asking you to second shoot, but then people asking you to shadow you are like, in my eyes are like two different things as well. Like, yeah. because I was going to ask, like, I hope you like, not I hope, but are you charging them for that? Because if someone wants to second shoot from you and then pick your brains and then learn for me, I've always said no. Like I've had a lot of people ask and I, I turn it down. Cause I just think it's just not fair on the clients and this person, I don't know what they could be like. And, if they walk around the room acting like a photographer, which they are, but they don't really know how to do good photos and like, you know, have like an uncle asking, can I have a grip in green? And they get it wrong. And then that uncle passes away the next day. And then they're like, Oh, but I saw your photographer take this photo. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like that's a paranoia levels that I'm at, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, like, and then they've I've had people offer me like money and be like, you know what, well, I'm happy to pay you. Although these other photographers do that. Like, can we not? And I'm like, no, just, yeah. just doesn't work that way for me. Like, so, but what, are you going to be charging these people or are you I just when I, say, I suppose when I say shadowing, yeah, I mean more as in someone who'd want to come, who second shooting. So it's other um, oh, right, right. very um, proficient wedding photographers that have asked if they could Fine. come along. So they're just interested to see how I work. So it would be in a case of, you know, if it works for the client um, and having a second shooter um, side of it rather than sort of just, yeah, taking taking someone along and, you know, I, I wouldn't take yeah. um, sort of, you know, like a random work experience person along for a, a wedding because of all those reasons, like you've said, you know, and, and it's not fair. You know, a lot of my clients are very... Um, they they like the way I work and they like my work because it's you know very relaxed and kind of sort of fitting as part of the day rather they, they don't want to feel like they've got loads of people that they don't know there um so more of I suppose when I say shadowing more of a sort of second second shooting. having people second with me yeah rather yeah, than yeah. you know because some, there are sometimes there are some some weddings where that would work well um and I often would, you know, prefer not to do it more from a perspective of my comfort um, 
than it being of benefit to the, the client or otherwise. So um yeah, that's more sort of for you know pushing myself out of, you know, or, or or into being able to do my job with other people, you know, seeing what I'm doing. Because there's no big secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um totally. kind of like feeling um of you know being having an audience and feeling comfortable with that. Um which is which is a strange thing to say, I suppose, when as a wedding photographer, obviously there's times when you're up in front of hundreds of people with them watching it, like you know, in a service or something like that, where there's people that might be sat there bored watching the photographer because, you know, it's yeah, the only person moving about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's something that, you know, when I first got into weddings, um, used to bother me massively. I mean, the first couple of weddings I photographed, um, I I I shot back of church it's been purely not too scared to go to the front <laughs> and the idea of being yeah. in front of people um you know and yeah it, it's I certainly would have never volunteered to go into um wedding photography um it was an entirely accidental segue in my life um that worked out very well but um yeah you, you get very it's just overcoming it's is with comfort zones and it, you can overcome them, can't you? It's one of those things where you feel like you can't and then you do it and you can do it again and again. And then all of a sudden, like you get to a stage where you're perfectly comfortable to walk up to the front of the church and yeah. stand at the front and just people, you doesn't matter, you know, you're there to do your job. Um, and <laughs> I had a, um, I think it was the father of the bride came up to me at a wedding in the summer. Um, and it was, it was an outdoor ceremony. So, you know, uh, with a celebrant, so I, I was free to go you know, wherever I could. Um, there's no sort of restrictions on on where I stood and how I shot it. Um and he sort of came up to me afterwards and said, you know, like how do, how do you feel about being so obtrusive like during a ceremony? And I was like, interesting thing. Obviously, especially a lot of us that do documentary style will be like, yeah, unobtrusive, like, yeah, like yeah. in the background. Um and I, you know, I, I sort of said for me, you know, if, if the celebrant's okay with it and the couple are okay with it, then um, I would try and do a balance of, of you know, not being some a distraction for people watching the ceremony, but at the same time, like wanting to get the images that will pe- make people feel like they're really back there without, you know, if, if people are watching me and I'm there, it, they're going to forget that after the yeah. wedding's over. When they see the pictures, they're not going to be thinking about, Oh, that's where the photographer was stood there, like because you know yeah. it's a really intimate picture of them, like during their wedding vows. They're not going to be really thinking about where you're stood, so it's kind of like zoning out that kind of thing, um, and just being like, right, I'm just going to go, you know, just think of the picture, <laughs> um, and yeah. So that certainly sort of has progressed over the years since com- compared with the days when I'd stand at the back of the church. I I, I started the same way, like outside with a 70 to 200 like yeah. outside the <laughs> well, literally outside the church well <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean I, yeah that's what i mean i was always shy and introverted and like all all the um all my photos were like basically 70 to 200 24 70 but mainly 70 to 200 so i could be away from people like all there was like obviously my candidates were just like one big face <laughs> filling the frame <laughs> and all of that stuff and then it took a it took a while like I think it's just with experience, you know, to like build yourself up. And now I walk in with only a 35 mil and that's where I, that's my position. That's the distance I'm always going to be at. Um, but 
it was it was yeah initially when i first started i was just i was just really shy like especially i was shyer because i did um second shooting for a long time and then when i was second shooting for like two years i was fine it was it was my first weddings when i was on my own and it was just like oh and it was even more so because the first two three weddings were all referrals from friends that i knew so i knew they would be there and i hated that even more that knowing people at this wedding actually knew me you, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'd rather it be like people that I don't know whatsoever. Um, but it just, yeah, I just, it's, I was the same. And then, then you'd slowly, slowly get to a point where you're like, now it doesn't even phase me. Um, you know, even something like if the, what the, the uncle said, where I would be like, well, look, you know, I'm trying to like balance, but then they don't want the photos from their wedding from one spot. So I have to move around. There's no option, yeah. you know, but I'm not, I try to do it discreetly as possible, but sometimes I um, just can't help being noticed. No. Also, I mean, if you're at the front, you know, especially if you're at the front of somewhere, you know, where it's a, a, an open field and there's nothing else to look at, you're going to be visible, you know, and it is, it just, you know, that's, that's not avoidable. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it, it's um, I, I sort of, it, I went to um, as I think most people have done. I went to Alan Law's workshop um, like quite early on um, in in doing weddings, um, and I sort of I can sort of a couple of away from that that stuck with me and yeah, one of them was like you know I don't care how. You know, if I get in close, then I get in close and I don't really care about it. I'm you know, think about the picture and I was just like, yeah, that really resonated with me. I was like, yeah, I need to, it's getting out of your own head and your own discomfort to think about what you want the photograph to look like for the client. And if that makes you feel uncomfortable just because your own shyness or, or introversion or whatever, that's that something you've got to then just learn to overcome because, yeah. you know, that, that sometimes that sort of closing that distance can make a, a real difference so that intimacy and and like sort of feeling that's in that photograph um and often people just don't notice i, I think people guess notice in a ceremony sometimes because you know they, they're, they're they're a bit bored <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. sometimes they can't you know especially if you're somewhere that i'm doing said there's no microphones or anything like that like, you know people just sort of drift off and end up watching you know they're watching you because you're moving around and, and i suppose a point of interest um but yeah, it, it's um, certainly a, a yeah valuable sort of thing to overcome. That's for sure. Um, and sometimes I find when I'm starting with weddings, like early in the season, I, I've got almost back into that headspace of feeling uncomfortable and wishing I had the seventy two hundred and like loitering at the back of the room. Yeah, and take a little while to kind of like move forward until I can like really get in <laughs> in amongst it. Um, you know, because a lot of the stuff that I do, I shoot is on the 24 and it's like right in there, almost like in people's faces. But, um, you know, not uncomfortably so, just it means yeah. it means I've got to integrate into the wedding, you know, like a guest um, and make people feel comfortable with me being around so that I can do that, um, which it's great. I mean, that's like, you know, I suppose it's like, you know, we were saying earlier with having your camera, your camera allows you to do that. It gives you like the AAA access all areas um, in the way that not having a camera does. And and it's quite, I, I've, I enjoy that sort of 
cloak of you know you, you have a cloak of confidence that having a camera and being at a wedding can give you that might not apply to when you don't have that camera you know you, you can get right in the thick of the middle of the dance floor full of people that you don't know and be completely comfortable um which yeah it's something I find really interesting about wedding photography um it's like a little superpower it gives you yeah 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 I agree you can you can walk into any situation on in a wedding day comfortably and confidently in a way that your out, outside wedding world self wouldn't <laughs> what um is the reason that you or why why, why did you choose 24 mil over the 35 like obviously because so many people just use 25 uh, 30, 35. 35 35 yeah how, how come you use the 24 uh, usually people like doing something like if everyone likes doing one thing I like to do them too. <laughs> okay Just fine like... yeah fair enough <laughs> um I know I I never I have I, I did buy a 35 actually last year and I've used it a handful of times um I just never really got on with that focal length I don't know why I really I, I suppose because often I do get in really close um yeah. I just kind of felt that there was still a bit of separation with a 35 in the way that a 24 like when you get in close everything really pops you know like you're like you're fully there um it does you do for it to work you do have to get in quite close in that way um but and I suppose I've, I've used it I, I've always you know I, I had a 2470 when I started out and um yeah the 24 was always my favorite sort of focal length and it, it's just sort of stuck and I I suppose now I just sort of see how I want the pictures often in in, in 24. Um, and yeah, I, I would sometimes use a, a 35, but um, I, I, I bought one after I said, so I photographed this wedding in a, it was in a sort of small kind of pub type sort of setup. Um, and I took, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to mix it up. I know because I normally shoot 24 and an 85 um and for that for the wedding in question I thought I'll, I'll shoot 24 and I'll shoot 50 at the time I had a little the little Sony 1.8 um 50 so I put I put that on shot the wedding and I was like oh wow I'm really you know I'm really enjoying these these two focal lengths but there's not really a lot in it um and it wasn't until later in the day that I noticed because the um on I had a little 35 1.8 as well because the numbers had worn off I'd actually been shooting 24 and 35 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really enjoyed that combination. Um, it works so well for a, a yeah. small thing where you're really close. Um, yeah, so that's a complete accident. But after that, I was like, okay, you know, I did, you know, enjoy using the 35 for that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I ended up... That's so funny. I, it took me until about four o'clock in the afternoon before I realised that I'd had the 35 on instead of the 50. Um, but it worked really well for that space. Um so yeah, I did end up buying a 35 and I do use it sometimes. Um, and I also then I got 50 um Sony, the 1.4 when that came out. Um, and having n- never used a 50, I you know, I have a 50 in my bag and I use it like maybe once a year. Um, I'm using the 50 like for the vast majority of shooting weddings now. the 85 barely comes out. Um so yeah, I've now gone to 24 and 50 as my yeah. Okay, nice. Main focal lengths for a wedding. Um, which again, you you do have to be in quite close for both of those. Um, but yeah, I don't I suppose I, I just really enjoy the sort of 
3D kind of like feel like to shooting with a 24. You know, when you're in groups where you can feel, you know, when you look at the picture, you kind of like feel like you're there with a drink in your hand in with the in-joke that, you know, I, I really like that feel. Um, yeah. You know, that said, I do, I see a lot of people's work who, when they work with 35s and that kind of thing and think, well, oh, that looks really nice. And, uh, you know, I kind of, it, yeah, it's, but I suppose it, I think you sometimes have to like go with what you feel works for you sometimes like even you know you can get quite hung up on aesthetics that you like about other people's work but it's yeah, one of yeah, those yeah, definitely. I think it's one of those jobs where you've really got to enjoy the images you're producing and I think if you start trying to produce images that are like someone else's work because you've seen it and you like it it's hard it, it doesn't really work from like you know sort of it doesn't come from the right place I think yeah I agree I mean I because I, I do see a lot of people that shoot 24 and I'm always just like, should I buy a 24 mil? I have a 2470. That's like my backup lens. And I'm, but I just think, should I, should I use, should I buy a 24? Maybe it'd be really freeing and like much nicer to be in closer and stuff like that. But then afterwards, I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, I love like sort of, or I really enjoy the images I'm making with my 35. And yeah. I don't know whether I'll be able to control the 24 because I used, I use that 2470 sometimes on the dance floor because it's just easier to be with one camera, one lens. And it's just and but then it's always set to twenty four. It well, it depends how good the party is, right? If it's a yeah. really good party, it's at twenty four. If it's an all right party, but it's quite in a busy, it's thirty five. If it's an empty party, then it's at seventy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how good. That's how I rate your parties by by the folk yeah. music. <laughs> if you bust the eighteen millimeter, then it's really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, they, they are. They, I have a sixteen to thirty five. I just I'd like to control what's on the edges of the frame as well. I've realised. And with yeah. the 24, and that's that was about to say, like, I can't control what's always being sucked in in the corners. Mm -hmm. And so I think using that on actual wedding day, I'd end up propping a lot because I'd be shooting. And because it's so wide, like trying to move, like, you know, to get everything in the frame, like, like get rid of the clutter, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah it would yeah. be too much effort on my brain, I think. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's I'm, I'm so used to it now of like 10 years of shooting 35 that it's yeah that's the downside i think sometimes it'd be nice to have a 24 35 zoom um yeah. <laughs> specifically for that and that is what yeah sometimes i do end up getting the 35 out for certain scenarios where i just want to have you know not quite have so much background um and yeah, it can dilute it. I think that's why I've quite enjoyed then adding the 50 in rather than the 85, because I feel like, you know, I suppose the 50 is close enough to 35. It, it, you can do the similar kind of thing um, without having the reach of an 85, which sometimes is just that a little bit too long. Um, so yeah, between those two, tend, that tends to cover me for most of the wedding day. But I do sometimes have a 35 day where I just feel like, the wedding suits a 35 rather than a 24 yeah. um so yeah that, that's a judgment call but yeah if, if there's a videographer especially i may get the 35 out because I, I know videographers aren't so keen on <laughs> photographers oh, well, yeah. 24 and get really close and i can understand why you know so i try and sometimes sort of adapt a little bit if that's you know if that's the case um but yeah it, it's i suppose using the 24 is it's good i i feel like it pushes me otherwise my natural inclination will be to sort of stand back around the edges and and get into feeling shy and like i don't want to go and you know 
yeah. <laughs> but if I'm shooting on the 24, I, I, you know, it, it, it makes me sort of get out of that and be like, nope, <laughs> you know, the reason why I'm here um, and the things that my clients have come to me about because they're, why they're drawn to my images often is because of that sort of feel of being right in amongst the action. So, um, yeah, it does sort of force me <laughs> forwards, um, which I do really like about that. You know, that's it, it's yeah, it's part of how I enjoy seeing the world, I suppose. Um, and, I, you know, the, I, I, the camera I use at home is just a fixed, that's a, a 28 millimeter lens. So um, I think I just like shooting wide quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, fair enough. I mean, that's, and they're the sort of images you love to create. So why not? I've had videographers actually that have shot 24 mil and like, and actually one of the was one of my last weddings of last year. And because his his second shoot was shooting 24, 24 or 18 or something anyway, not 24, I'm sure. And, um, and like, but it was, it was so wide. Like obviously he's just looking for his viewfinder, but he was always so close to the couple or the guests and everyone. And I was just like, I was getting so frustrated. I was just like, I just don't understand why this guy doesn't take a step. And he was using a, it was a, it was a zoom lens. Right. But I was just like, dude, like I'm on a 35, please just like, you have to step back. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I asked him a few times and then afterwards, anyway, my go-to is like, you know what? I'm trying to take photos of this scene. This guy is there. Um, I'll start taking photos of him in it. So then if, it, the, yeah. if the couple ever say why I like, how come he got that and you couldn't get something? I'm just be like, this is the reason. And I asked the guy so many times and I don't know what you mean to say, but you know, never come across it before and i did try but yeah that's really frustrating i've had that before i mean i don't when i go in close i don't like stay in close like the whole time yeah. anyway just because i you know i don't want to be you know that <laughs> that weird sort of stalker like hanging around people's but elbows for the duration but exactly but with photos you don't have to be you can no. go in get the kind of moments you want and then fall back but with video because yeah. i think they have to stay like a bit longer because you know going in for two three seconds doesn't help so i think you know he's there for like a minute and you're like oh, it's, it was too much yeah is i've had yeah i've had a couple in the last sort of year that's been that have been like that where it has been they've been shooting 24 and it is tricky like you say you just have to end up shooting them as part of the scene you yeah know, when they don't move back at all just, you, you know i suppose they they've hired them as well so they know the part of the day you know? <laughs> yeah exactly that, that's what i think to myself i'm like well they've hired them for their look and i'm like yeah you know I don't know. It's just it's 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 a tricky one to balance, I guess. Yeah, it, especially in, when you end up with them. You know, if they they've got to a quite a different style from how you shoot. Yeah, and you're both shooting the same wedding, but in a very different way that can sometimes kind of like be a bit jarring. Um, yeah, this one was like it, it, to the point that during the ceremony, the bride's dad was like tapping me on my shoulder. He goes, "The video guys are annoying, aren't they?" Because because they're annoying me, and I'm like, "Oh really?" I'm like, "No, cool. They're fine. They're fine." But, yeah, you could tell like, that was getting annoyed anyone. as well. <laughs> yeah, because they were down the aisle, like when the bride's walking in and tracking and all this mad I stuff. And I'm just like, and it's a really wild aisle. And I'm like, don't one of you want to stay near me? And he's just like, don't you want to walk back with us? I'm like, I don't really want to walk down an aisle. Like, I'm trying not to be seen. Like, I'm happy yeah. with, you know, 85 when they're really far back and just closer, closer they come, 35, 35. And normally the the general moments are like when they're right up close to the bridegroom, whoever is at the front, right? So yeah, that's yeah. what I'm, and that's what I'm really waiting for. The other, the others are just like safety photos for me. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, or they hug their dad or whoever's giving them away. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's the, the gold. And, um, yeah, 
they, these guys didn't get any of that, but I've got them in the background of these moments. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a crazy. Like, yeah, I suppose it's, uh, yeah, with the whole uh, everything being content now as well, like wedding days included, you know, that's only probably going to escalate in terms of people needing to get or you know, needing, wanting to get sort of every last bit and sort of the tracking side of things that, you know. Yeah. Getting, I think sometimes, especially with videography, I think sometimes how that footage is obtained, clients don't necessarily realise or don't, you know, aren't really educated on how that sort of look comes about until it's actually happening on the wedding day yeah um, exactly and then they realize and other people realize and they're like oh this is how you shoot those weddings yeah yeah true i never really thought of it in that way actually that the clients they probably aren't educated because i mean i only wouldn't can sort of know from my videographer friends but i know they don't really educate their clients that much you know they're, they're good at selling and they'll tell them like, oh, I'll do this and I can do that and, you know, help them solve their problems. But they, you know, like I, like myself, I don't know, maybe a lot of other people, but I tell people like, why I second shoot on my own? I mean, why I second shoot on my own? Why I shoot on my own? <laughs> That's a and, skill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a very good skill. <laughs> no, but like, you know, why I shoot on my own um, or why I do things my way and how I get the images I get is by going in close and expect me to be there and stuff like that. Whereas video guys, I've never really heard them say that being like oh you know we're gonna be they're more like no we're just there to capture the day kind of thing and till you're on until that happens and you you realize that they're on a 24 and they're right next to you all the time yeah 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 i don't know why that 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 doesn't seem to happen people that yeah they don't sort of have that same conversation i mean i i always chat with my well with people before they book me actually i sort of talk about how i work and how i get the images so that i you know i know they're comfortable with that um you know and that because I kind of want sort of accessible areas and you know that uh, you know to make sure they're on board with that um but yeah I don't know if those same conversations take place when when people have video- certainly from a couple of clients I've spoken to they sort of have been surprised how how it's sort of panned out with the video side of it um so yeah. I don't know why the, those conversations don't happen the same way um because I suppose you know they they, they need to really, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm very I am very conscious when I'm shooting 24, and, and you know I, I'm not like it's so rigid that I won't adapt if I need to, and if I'm I don't want to get in the way of someone who else who's working there, so I tend to tag team it, um, and you know getting really close when I can, but if I need to be a bit further back, um, you know now at least I've got my 35, so I've got that option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> slightly further back two steps back yeah but, no, yeah but that's the whole point right like with with wedding suppliers or whatever like all the other vendors there we're all there to like service the client like we're mm-hmm. there for them so i wouldn't intrude on the videographer either like i'm there to like make their day go as smooth as possible as, as anyone else is and like if if they feel like i'm in the way then tell me i, I generally tell them when I, even when i'm going in close like especially at indian weddings like, i know when it's going to happen like when i know i want to go in I generally tell them like, look, I'm going to go in, but I promise I'll be straight back out. And is that all right? Or do you want to come with me? Because yeah, there's ample yeah. space and this is a really cool shot if you want to get it, but you don't obviously stay where you are. And then I know now we've got it covered. We've got three cameras pointing there anyway. So just go in and do what you want. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. And most videographers are completely relaxed and fine with that. Anyway, you know, we're, you know, it's, it's a, you're photographing or videoing someone's wedding at the end of the day. That's what it's all about. It's not about, your portfolio creation is a the primary sort of concern above all else um, yeah 
exactly exactly that i mean though i do think about my portfolio creation for a wedding of course <laughs> like, yeah. like the ego does come out now and again yeah. like i'm like oh man <laughs> like i i never really thought about it but yeah it does it does definitely come out at points and i'm like i really want this for me i don't yeah care, don't care whether the couple like it or not <laughs> so i try and stay really true to what i tell people about how i work and the you know the, the feel of how it'll be on the day sometimes i feel it's a bit like ah oh, this you know it was a really amazing light and you know i always go to the couple and go like you know the light's incredible do you want to like come and do some shots you know in this yeah. beautiful light and quite often the type of clients I get would be like, you know what, no, we're all right. We've had, we're, we're enjoying doing whatever they're doing with their friends. And and I'm like, you know, that's absolutely fine. You know, I respect that. But sometimes I'm going to be like, I'm watching this beautiful light going. Like, oh, it looks so good on my portfolio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's it's sort of part of my selling point is that, you know, I'm, I'm sort of capturing the authenticity of the day and like not sort of, making them do things they don't want to do. And so, you know, sometimes if that means that I've got to just like sacrifice some really nice um, golden light that might look really awesome on a Instagram um, and appeal to the monkey brain algorithm, then uh, so be it. <laughs> yeah. No, I I do the same. Like when, when I see good light, I ask them as well, just, but I think because they see photos like that a lot, on my portfolio they know what i can do with like yeah, sunset and yeah. golden hour so like more often than not they always say yes yeah um i've never had anyone that's really i've only a few times i've had it like very rarely where they're like i'm all right rahul i think we've got enough like photos like and that's just from their portraits from their wedding day not even their reception because obviously in any weddings they change outfits and yeah like, and if they don't want it that's fine you know I, but i do ask them I'm like you know it would be really dope it would only take five minutes but I literally, if I say it only takes five minutes, I'll make sure it takes like four minutes or three minutes. Do you know what I mean? I won't make it go to like 20 minutes. So yeah. it's literally in and out and sort of know exactly where I was going to go, be how the light's going to react and put them in place and make them hug yeah. his cuddle, whatever they're going to do. And then get my photos and be like, look, we're done. And they're like, oh, that's it. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. I told you it'll only be, because that's what I want them to remember more than anything that it was like, yeah, that's it. Pretty you quick. Know, like, and, yeah. Yeah, and I was quick, and it was done in two, three minutes, and like then they start writing stuff like that in their reviews about me that I'm not really fast or whatever. Yeah. Whereas if yeah. I if I know, I also know that once I got them out, I can't take the piss and I keep, keep them in there for 10, 15 minutes. But I don't want to do that. I'm trying to do the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. And so then, yeah, but there there are like other things that I pray for that happen for my ego as well. But you know. <laughs> Like at <laughs> weddings, but I don't, they just yeah. It's sometimes I just take photos where I just think like the couple just it's like a th like I call them like throwaway images. They don't really mean much or anything. It might be like a detail photo, but with like a human element or something. And it's just like that photo is more for me and like just to show off on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And like and my other clients to kind of see it and be like, oh, I really love that. Like that's the kind of vibe we want. And then, but then obviously when they see your work or whatever, they're seeing the whole body of work. So they know that you can do family photos and candidates and portraits and documentary or whatever you want to call it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I do. I find it really interesting when you you have your favorite photographs from a wedding. Um, and obviously you don't have an emotional attachment to the people that are in them. And across that with the the favorite pictures, you know, the the, the clients mark as their favorites from the album. Like yeah, how yeah. 
I can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very different, very different. I'm yeah, designing. I, yeah, go on. No, sorry. Go I, on. I, I definitely take pictures that you know. In in there are definitely pictures that I take. The the ones I enjoy taking for me, <laughs> um, as well as obviously the ones that I'm. You know, they're all for the client, but there's ones that I'm like really enjoying. Going, this is amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's probably going to appeal to a different audience or, I know, I suppose it gives a hint of the vibe, but yeah, often the, the ones that people mark up as their favourite ones are, are very different from the ones that I'm like, oh, I love those. Yeah. I think like that, that that's the telling, right? Like of, of, um, you know, telling like, you know, like just, uh, seeing what the, what your clients like compared to like what you like and stuff like that is, is I love, I love seeing that. Like I did this uh, yeah. podcast with Anna Puma and she that's how she does her best off, which is like asking the clients what their favorite images were. And then she writes about that or they, really? they write that's or they write about it for her basically. Yeah. Be like, I really love this image because of this, this and this. And most of the time when you see it, it's like literally they generally are like, well, when I see them selected for my album, they are generally like the, their favorite photos are like, the ones with just like a like gripping grins a lot of them yeah. a lot of them are like family photos and then some of them are like with none of them have actually got that much of a humor uh emotional element but maybe it's got like their granddad smiling or grandma smiling or whoever do you know what i mean like they they love those but it's um i was thinking like oh i might might make a blog post and ask my clients like oh let me know about two of your favorite photos just just as an exercise actually just to see what they really loved um uh, yeah and but then maybe ask an additional question of like what's your most favorite what you th deem to be creative photo in this whole selection right well, well, what they think is like what i was trying to be creative if that makes sense because i'd yeah. love to know like That'd what, be really what interesting. Yeah, yeah what what they might pick out is yeah they're not necessarily their favorite photograph per se but their favorite yeah. creative sort of photograph because often it's that time it's it's that type of imagery that might draw the you them sorry to the, your work but obviously when it's i suppose it's that strange thing people have got to try and imagine themselves in your photographs of other people which you can't do so you just the you know the best thing they can do is feel drawn to a look or a vibe yeah. and then when, and then when they see the people in them you know sometimes those grip and grins or just like a really nice candid portrait of their grand sort of laughing or something that's going to be the stuff that really resonates with them much more than you know that stuff the, the things that may have drawn them to your website in the first place um it's also subjective isn't it it's uh i mean yeah. my you know obviously your couple sort of see your amazing golden light portraits go yeah you know we, we definitely want some of that um i i often get couples that um don't want any portraits at all you know they don't want to go for portraits at all they they just want the day to unfold and un uninterfered with any way shape or form and yeah, yeah so um when it's like that i'm always like hyper aware for like watching out if they're just like by themselves at all just to try and like get those like little moments like between the two of them so they do have some of that um and i'm always gonna like, go and check they're sure they don't want that just yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you ask them but i don't think like portraits this is the thing about wedding photography like i don't think like portraits are as make or break wedding photography either though like no, no, definitely because not. when I when I when I have the initial uh, call with my clients, I tell them a lot of the times like, like yeah, I do portraits. I love taking them and I love making them. But if you spent zero minutes or ten minutes, it's whatever you want to do, because like 
I told this lie so good now. I tell you as if it's 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 told so well that it's so believable. Like even when I say I believe I have my own wedding album, but I always say like when my kids look at my album, they always flick past my portraits because they don't care about a little me and my wife and a silhouette with this like stunning backdrop. They're like, yeah, where's everyone else in the frame? Like where's like you know uncles, aunties, or their cousins, and they want to see everything else and everyone else and the details and they love seeing the moments and stuff like that. Um, which they do of their albums of from when they're zero to one years old, which they really do have albums of. But to my clients, I tell this other sort of like, and it's just like part of my cell. But it's like it it works, and they're like, yeah, because we because even though I show these portraits and everything, I do them in like I spend like 15, 20 minutes in, in the whole day in the whole time doing it, which is nothing compared to like I know other photographers and video people spend like forty five minutes with a client or an hour, and then they're just like that's just too much time you know yeah. and i'm like my whole thing is i don't never want to take you away from your guests long enough that people will, will ever notice that you're not there because that kills the whole vibe of anything that's happening at that particular time even if it's like the drinks reception or canapes it just feels like it goes a bit flat yeah like, definitely. I've, yeah. I've noticed that i've noticed that when i've been a second shooter you know like so you're second shooting and then like you know you like you can get the couple and then they're talking to other guests and then you, other guests are really happy and they're always turning around going, Oh my God, doesn't she look beautiful? Doesn't he look so good? And you know, you get like all these like, moments, but the minute they're out of the the scene, like it's just like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know. Just, you've just kind of like herded a load of people together and the whole reason yeah. why they're there, it's gone. And they're just like, well, okay. So we're at this wedding and uh, you know, yeah. present and a nice dress and uh, <laughs> yeah. <where's the> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I always take, uh, yeah, try and get from the perspective that, that, you know, that combination of people uh, together in that one place is probably never going to happen again. Um, and therefore, you know, oh, that's, good perspective. that's what's really important over and above anything else. So, so fitting in portraits and things like that, I'll, I'll try and fit in when people are, you know, going to get seats for food and they're milling around and going to the loo and find some of their seats, that kind of stuff where they, you know, they, the couple won't be missed um, because, you know, that's what it's all about at the end of the day, isn't it? That's what the, you know, that's why they're having this wedding and inviting these people is to spend those time with the people that they love and, you know, sort of dragging them off. You know, that's, that is, it's taking them away from sort of being able to enjoy that time with those people that they've got together in that combination and, and all those kind of like little moments that might happen between them that would, that may not happen if you've sort of taken them off into a field for like half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, having sort of, as I've got older and experienced loss and that kind of thing, that's sort of got more and more important and more, you know, something that I stay true to when I'm, I'm working with like sort of honoring that side of it, you know, that I'm not going to, take people away from from my own gain or or just for portraits you know at a cost of them being able to spend time with people that are really important to them um and having obviously the imagery from that um because you know i suppose as time goes on once the sort of initial sharing their favorite portraits from the wedding is over like it's it's you know like we like obviously say to clients when we're selling our work is that's what becomes the most important about the pictures it's the, the sort of historical element of time spent with the people that you love um in that one space in that time which may never happen in that way ever again um and so yeah if you, it's kind of like i feel like taking people out of that for a long time is kind of a real shame really because you're sort of, yeah it, it's such a short amount of time for them to have with 
with those people um you know and I've, I've had I've had um like I had one last year where the um bride had um she had a bridesman like her her with her bridesmaids and he okay. was he he sort of said to me, you, you, "You'll never get a you'll never get a candid shot of me. Like I hate having my picture taken. You won't get a candid picture." So obviously, then I made it my. <laughs> I was like, that was my mission for the day. It was like I was going to get some really nice pictures of him, without him noticing, um, <laughs> which I did. Um, and then um, oh, a week after the wedding, he took his own life, um, oh. and he was like, you know, at the age of twenty nine. Um, and it was, you know, she'd messaged me and said, I, you know, I, I don't, he, he hated the camera. I don't suppose you've got any sort of nice pictures of him. Cause I know he was like, you know, trying to hide. And I sort of said, well, he'd say that to me. And I said, I <laughs> did make it my mission. Um, and so, yeah, I had some really beautiful pictures and it, it ended up using one of the pictures I had for the, um, for his funeral. Um, but which was like really humbling, um, to be sent the picture of the, the sort of, picture they had framed and stuff for the service but um it really kind of like things like that really drive home what the you know the meaning is behind having those people there in that time and the and spend and allowing the couple to enjoy spending that time with those people um and fitting in the sort of other bits kind of around not taking that time away from that element I think um that's which I know I pre- fully appreciate that's not you know not the case for everyone and some people really want to spend a long time doing amazing portraits but it, yeah. from from my perspective that's how I sort of approach it and the kind of like viewpoint I, I take on on the the sort of meaning of why everyone's there um and yeah why I sort of structure the day the way I do um because you know I think that's just something that's really important and sometimes it's not something that you realize is really important until later down the line um hopefully many years later down the line, but yeah, it's just kind of that side of getting everyone together in that space and that time, you know, that may not happen again. Yeah. Um, it's that, that's pretty special part of weddings. I think. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I like, I, I do love it when people don't like their photos taken because it becomes my mission to yeah. take photos of them and make sure I get good ones. Yeah. Exactly. It's like hopefully it changes their mind or, or something and be like, Oh, actually like, I don't mind my photo at all you know yeah yeah exactly and i think what you know people don't like having their picture taken which you know lots of us don't let's face it but i you know i try and explain to people as well you know you know when i've got couples that are like we're really unphotogenic and i'm like you know nine uh ten of you know, my couples say they're really unphotogenic and i'm yet to come across someone where i'm editing going oh my god what am i going to do with these guys um <laughs> but i say you know you're how people take photographs in the day-to-day life is very different from having someone you've basically employed to stalk you for the entire day and like look at when the light's falling really beautifully on your face or that kind of thing yeah exactly right now i've got my daughter who does hates having her photo taken it's like it's the worst thing ever yeah yeah so it's like it's her birthday today actually it's her fifth birthday and uh And this morning, like she's opening presents and straight away, I bring my camera out because I just like to grab reactions of just like when she's opening them and stuff like it just sits next to me. And uh, she's like, no, please don't. I was like, all right, I won't. I won't. And then afterwards, I'm like, well, I'm going to do anyway. And then yeah. uh, once she got into that opening of the presents, she, it was like, it was fine. And then, um, but then I'm like, can you just do one just like with your sister and just like take one photo? And she just like refused. And I was like, all right, fine. 
she just she, i don't know what it is she just absolutely hates it just like doesn't she she's like no i'm not gonna do it like all right you know gonna have to try and and she was like and then she's doing we're, we're doing a party for her tomorrow she goes and don't bring your camera tomorrow to my party either like, oh no <laughs> i'm bringing you my i'm bringing my camera yeah <laughs> you might not appreciate it now but i know like you know my nine-year-old loves the photos that she's got from her four year fourth and third birthdays or whatever yeah. like you know and they're for me as well they're not for like they're not for her like uh, i love looking back at like old photos of her of them so you know it's funny isn't it? what what do you think it is that makes her not like i don't it? know and the thing is i don't really take as many photos of her as i did of my first because she's my second so i was just like i've been there done that it's like ah you can walk <laughs> that's fine i've seen that already do something else if you do a backflip or something then you know yeah then i might might pique my interest <laughs> but walking's that's old news <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah um so yeah i don't i, have to, I don't know honestly but like no no one can take photos of her not just me it's just anyone anyone with a camera like yeah. if you try to take her photo with her like i had my cousins in india trying to take a photo with her a selfie she just won't have it she just won't have it yeah, yeah. she's gonna be one of them guests later yeah, on definitely. Years time yeah they, they can like sniff you out from across the room they, they can tell you're pointing the camera in their direction even if you're hidden behind a bush like yeah 50 meters away they still know it's yeah like, they'll look straight into your camera i'm, I'm gonna yeah. teach her later on if you don't if you don't like taking your photo if you don't like having your photo taken when you're at weddings, look straight at the photographer. And then yeah. she'll be like, why? And I'm like, trust me, they ain't taking a photo of you looking straight at the photographer. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Directly <laughs> into their camera and keep looking into their camera. You got You have to show the picture of the guests where you get the whatever shot you're taking. There's one that one guest who's glaring like a really bad side eye at you. Yeah, yeah. Directly into the camera every time, like, you know, they're like, they're like what are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look. <laughs> and it's like dude you look like you're having a really bad time now doesn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it's just something i think for some people just having a camera that really puts them on edge and you know i find that myself and i have to again it, i mean with with couples obviously you can sort of coach them a little bit and i sort of say you know it's almost like you have to almost actively ignore it you know initially it might feel like you're almost acting just to zone out from it um and that's why I, I mean i love shooting mirrorless i i shoot silently for as much as i can um because again for people like that they can they can just sort of they start to zone out that you're there yeah. in a way that when they can hear the shutter clicking it really brings them back into the fact that there's a camera there um you know when you're shooting silently people start to forget <laughs> um which has been uh, yeah a revelation mirrorless and the way I shoot with the type of clients I've got, it's it's been yeah brilliant. It kind of lets me photograph people that in the way that they may have not allowed me to before, um, because it's just breaking that moment, isn't it? The shutter sometimes, just that noise, like you know. Yeah. I never shoot silent, so you know. Nah. Uh, no. Why is that? You're just not interested. You don't see the the benefit or you've got loads of led lights and the way you shoot <laughs> no um i enjoy the sound of the shutter <laughs> i find like the, the the camera goes really fast as well when it's on silent but no i i like the sound of the clicker and also um yeah sometimes yes the led lights especially in the hotels and stuff that i shoot at um is an issue um the only times i really do it is like at a civil ceremony so like a normal 
wedding i guess when it's like 40 50 people in a room it's super quiet then and i feel like oh my god this shot is really loud to me so then i'll flick it on on silent and then yeah. immediately once the ceremony is done i flick it back um but as far as like if it's cocktail hour or whatever and there's drinks reception outside or anything it's not full-blown normal shutter um because i'm sort of close enough that if i'm there anyway they're gonna think like why is he there they know that i'm taking photos so yeah yeah, yeah. it's just never yeah. really changed never been that sort of game changer like it is for like so many others yeah it's interesting isn't it i mean so it just depends on your client base uh, i you know i had quite a few that sort of said to me on the day that like i really like that your your camera's silent because i can just kind really? of forget you know forget that you're there and i'm not feeling conscious that i've had uh, heard that noise and gone oh have you taken that picture you know kind of like it's sort of um yeah, yeah and i suppose i find it more relaxing because i'm you know people don't know when i'm taking the picture <laughs> so you don't have that have you got that yet <laughs> you got oh that? yeah yeah well, it happens. you get that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's true. <laughs> no, I, I don't totally see the benefits of it and stuff like that and everything. Just, yeah, I just, I, I just enjoy the sound of that shower, to be fair. Yeah. And then, I know, yeah. I mean, the one I use at home, I do have, the, I have the annoying little beepy shutter sound on because I do quite like it. Oh, right, okay. More intentional with it. it. I mean, that is the downside, like you said, with it. I, I can sometimes be like shooting something and I get a bit absorbed in the scene or whatever and I look down and I'm like, oh, God, I've just taken like 90. I've accidentally just pressed it too long and I've got 90 pictures the same <laughs> because yeah. it's silent and I just held it down. Like when I first got the mirrorless cameras, oh my God, it was horrendous. You know, the amount of images I was coming home from a wedding with purely because I hadn't got used to it because you don't have that same haptic feedback if you don't have the the sound. So you like Yeah, exactly. That's what I love. I love the haptic. Yeah. yeah. So you, you press it what you think is the amount, right amount of time and you're actually just holding it that a little bit too long and it becomes a stop motion film. <laughs> yeah, which is in now. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe hold it down for longer. That's it. I might just like, yeah, to do that for the entire wedding and <laughs> just do a stop motion film instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that, I've seen that on a lot of uh, photographers' Instagrams at the moment. The stop motion, like it's making a comeback. Along with like obviously the blurry photos, which is most twenty twenty three. So yeah, and the um, I've noticed the Dutch tilt um, crop back, which was like my first. Really? Yeah, there's a, there's quite a few times so I've seen it appear, and I'm like, wow, I, I really had to be myself out of that because when I the first sort of I got into um, music photography before I got into wedding photography, um, and the the first sort of band shoots and stuff I did were Dutch tilt. <laughs> yeah. Where people were falling off the edge of the air. Yeah. Um, and I sort of then, you know, end up photographing a wedding and there was a lot of Dutch tilt going on with that. And uh Yeah, yeah. might have that same. <laughs> and now now it's coming back in. So I feel like really? yeah, maybe I was a trailblazer. I should just stuck with it. But um yeah, I'm not sure if I can quite sit with that. It's <laughs> just so it's so cyc- cyclical, right? Like Yeah, it if is. It, if it, uh, but I don't think I'd the thing is is that you know like our our photos like mine, yours, Andy like a lot of the people that do the documentary stuff, like in a sea of like all these editorial style photos, they really stand out mm. like a lot more. So it's like stick with what, you know, like sometimes I think to myself, should I change it up a bit? Maybe I could shoot in softer light. I mean, I know how to shoot in softer light and I could change my editing and like change the tone curve slightly to like basically clip the shadows and the highlights to make it look a bit more muted, softer. But then I'm like, nah, 
you know, I love like I've made mine even more contrasty. Like last year, I changed a few tweaks on my preset. So, and like I'm really feeling like the preset now. And it's just like when you see it amongst everyone else's work, it like really pops. And it's and I guess my work is now more like Marmite. You either hate it or you love it. And I'd rather be yeah, that yeah. than be like yeah. no, see of everyone else. This is yeah. This is exactly what I've sort of gone through the last sort of sort of couple of months. Where I, towards the end of last year, I was starting to think, you know, should I, you know, and I was putting stuff up on my feed where I was thinking, mm, I'm going for more generic. Like this is what's popular, and I was like, no, I'm moving away from what I love, and and what my clients love, and in a yeah, it, it's a sea of sameness, isn't it? That, and with the yeah. trend photography and I, you know this is not knocking anyone at all who does that style because i've seen it done really well and you know like to the point where like i said i've been going mm, maybe i should be doing this and maybe I, you know and it is it, easy to forget to get swept away in that and think i need to do that because that's what's popular i need to do that to get instagram likes or to get clients and then you forget there's going to be people that there's always going to be people that don't like that yeah there's always people that don't like the trends they don't like the the sort of sort of generic well not you know the look that everyone's going for they they are looking for something that will stand out and that will probably be what draws them to your work you know they, they see it it's like a, a sea some you know color and vibrancy sticking out in a sea of very desaturated greens or you know kind of an image yeah. that's in focus in amongst all the sort of blurry slightly tilted um sort of editorial looks um and so yeah this I, I've decided that when sort of starting with this year of my social media, I'm going to be more consciously putting like the work that I I like and that I I shoot rather than what I feel maybe um, more suitable for what Instagram wants or you know because anyway, you just end up diluting your voice really and and you know I feel like for me photography has sort of given me a voice that I didn't have like growing up and being like sort of very shy and quiet and being able to take pictures as a way of kind of communicating how I see the world and how I feel about feel about the world and that kind of then sort of segued really nicely into weddings and the, and the way I shoot weddings um from an observational point of view um and I yeah I don't want to lose that um and it is e easy to sort of feel like you should be like moving more with the trends but I think you know staying true to like I, I suppose what's drawn you into wedding photography and what you love about it is really important um i, I think you know it is you know we're very i think wedding photography like it, it does afford a really nice nice lifestyle um but on the on the wedding day itself like you're working hard and you're working for like a long concentrated period of time and i think if your heart's not in it like and the way you're shooting it shows yeah, and it shows work, and it shows in just your you know you, you just you're going to get fed up very quickly and I think you know to, to be able to get fired up about it and do when you're doing something that may seem quite repetitive following what you know the the, the style and uh, what that really speaks to you is really important I think and sometimes just taking a step back from social media or comparing yourself to other people is really important um because it is so easy to lose yourself and lose your voice and end up just being in this big sea of sameness and maybe yeah. feeling bad because obviously human beings generally want, you know, often want to be the same or invisible or, you know, I think I probably spent a lot of my life want, you know, what I wanted was to not stand out, was to be invisible or like part of the, the crowd. 
because it's safer. And I think with with weddings, you know, if your voice is different, it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of us out there, and it, you know, you and all you need at the end of the day is what twenty five, thirty, worthy number is couples to really resonate with that. And there's always going to be someone kicking back, you know, that obviously times have shifted and, you know, people are growing up now with a understanding of light and angles and, and how to move themselves and carry themselves in a way that we haven't had before because they're growing up with, you know, we're now getting adults that have grown up with social media and, and seeing themselves and having that feedback all the time of how they look. And so, you know, in with that is going to be more of popularity. I think of the sort of the editorial sort of style and, and a more conscious way of presenting themselves um, because how you present yourself and, and your content is so important to a lot of people, but there's always going to be people that want to kick back against that. Always. Yeah. And a, a lot of my clients don't have social media um, and, you know, they vary age wise, you know, it's not, it's not all older people like that get some youngsters as well. And like, you know, but a large majority yeah, don't have social media or, or, you know, aren't that interested in it. Um, or even if they do, they still, they want something different. Don't want, and I, I do get them that go, oh, I really like the sort of blurry sort of portraity things. And so I'll throw, if they say that, I'll throw a few in like, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it takes a few seconds, but um, certainly in terms of what's, what you put out there, you know, I feel like keeping sort of true to your voice and keeping, if, if, if it's different, just to stick with that. And like, be brave, stay strong. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely, definitely. I think I think like also, like with my clients, for example, it's like they do love like some of the editorial stuff. But I think it's when I show them my work or like the galleries and stuff like that, it's the fact that it has other people. Like you can't mm-hmm. do like editorial photos of grandma and granddad hugging or like and yeah, certain yeah. things. Do you know what I mean? Like, like or well, just certain moments that happen. Like the editorial photos that I see, they're just it's just details and portraits and it's mm. just like we can do that if we wanted to and like yeah. i do shoot details because i have to because obviously the bride and groom uh, or the couples have like basically spent money on choosing like flowers decor whatever stationery and stuff so like you, you have to shoot details because i want them to remember and also it's nice to give it to the vendors and be like here you go like yeah you know, yeah I helped you out so just make sure you tag me or whatever right it's all good but um I think like in that style, there's only so much you can shoot. And then after that, it's just like what we're doing with like proper composition, light moment, getting all those elements together. I think subconsciously people recognize that. Like they don't recognize, obviously it's like, oh, look, look, he's so great at light moment of composition. But like what I mean is like they recognize like it's a good picture of their granddad yeah. having a great moment and it's framed well and like, you know, um, yeah yeah and i think that's that's why people book me for those photos rather than like all the others that like it's like the instagram is like the shop sort of window you come in but then i'm like even though that i feel like that's my best work there's other work in there which is equally or more important but you just have to like first see whether you like my like sort of style color the way i edit like first and then if you like that, then yeah, you can see dig down deeper and then you'll see all the other stuff that I take out, like take time out to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the it's getting the life, isn't it? It's, it's you know, the weddings aren't about it. Well, 
there's I suppose there's, there's marriages and weddings, two different things. Um, but you know, um, it it's not just about this is our photo shoot. This is you know our sort of moment to be a Vogue magazine cover. It's real life and the real interactions and real emotions and family dynamics and all the weird and wonderful things that each different set of people bring to a wedding day you know and they and reflecting those in the in photography I think it's like one of the best things that you can do for people on their, their wedding day in terms of you know there's so, there's so much so much sort of vibrancy and rawness isn't there in the in in life I, I you know and I, I you know I, I do totally you know I, I admire there's uh, photographers who do the most beautiful sort of Pinterest worthy sort of flat lays and that kind of thing and they're great I, I admire them for what they are but um yeah. I'm probably like the other opposite end of the scale and it is very much like you know however that is I you know I sort of say book me you know I'm not ever going to sort of take your dress out and hang it on a tree or like turn your shoes upside down and balance your rings on them or anything yeah. like that <laughs> it is you know I've uh, I've had a, had a client in the past one of my brides who um I remember the makeup artist saying to her she did fairly and the makeup artist said to her oh but your dress is like hung up all beautifully upstairs and she's like no nah, it's in the carrier bag on the floor amongst loads of other carrier bags and stuff so yeah. <laughs> the photographs of like her finding her dress was like her rummaging through all these carrier bags trying to find a dress and amongst all the stuff that she unpacked yeah that, that says so much more about her and that day and how it was and the realness of it um and I love that kind of stuff the life in people and pictures and their personality Beautiful, beautifully created kind of version of weddings because you know that's not reality and that's fine a lot of people want it to not represent reality they want it to represent a fairy tale but yeah. i'm 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 not so much about the fairy tale i'm more about the you know the beauty and the chaos is what i'm saying <laughs> you know that sort of reality um and other family you know you get the group shots i, and I always do that you know if, family group shots and that you know that they're sort of safe mantelpiece shots but you get the group shots um in inverted commas that are family dynamics like how they're all interacting together and like you know I had one where there was this um it all day had been like all about like the mum being a singer and you know we've got to hear it and she's called Mary and the, and the during it built up built up during the day and um speeches people like brown tables mary mary and she was this tiny little lady who was like just under five foot and uh it, towards the end when they had this band outside they got they grabbed the microphone to give to her and she got all sort of shy and her son who was the groom who was like six foot six grabbed the microphone and started singing and then she joined in and then everyone just went wild and there's like this great sort of family group shot um of this like groom and his mum singing the dad in the background singing and all the brothers and I was just like you know that says so much more about that family dynamic than any sort of beautifully curated sort of fantasy fair style group shot could um and whilst you know I still do those little shots and get them done it's the the ones that like really say so much about the people in them you know that I think are great um and that can get I think at the moment that sort of gets lost in wedding photography it is all very much about couples and like you say about details and sort of venues looking very elegant and, that, and that's a wash your instagram's a wash with that yeah uh, i don't know is it but do you think it's a wash because like we just follow so many photographers and then that's all we can it might see. Be that. <laughs> i don't know whether my couples actually see <laughs> that many 
like you know yeah um, although I don't know I mean I still I still get quite a lot of clients that come to me where they go oh you know I was kind of surprised I didn't realize I could have that type of photography for a wedding I thought it had to be really posed or cheesy and yeah, I, I, I sort of generally in, in terms of my social circles with photographers, generally most people shoot documentary style. Um, and so therefore, I assume the main bulk of wedding photographers are of that ilk. But I think once you step outside of that, um, there's there's a, still a strong market for like sort of white vignetted cheesy wedding photography. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still doing well. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, you know, and there's some one people that white vignette could come make a comeback if the Dutch tilt is going to make a comeback. That's definitely on the way. And then, I think, yeah, that's going to come. That's it. (laughs) It will give it it a couple of years. I reckon it'll be here. (laughs) Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. We were looking at, um, (laughs) oh, where was, oh, we were looking at my friends just over Christmas. We're looking at their wedding album. And they had that spot color and stuff like that in this like massive album. It's so big. And like my 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 wife's friend was so embarrassed with this album and she didn't really want to show her kids. But I'm like, no, nah, you've got to show, show it to your kids. And like, you know, we were together and I was just like, no, nah, like, you know, I told her daughters, like, come over, let's have a look at this album together. But for all the stuff that she was just cringing about, you know, like these the kids loved it. Like they still loved that yeah. album. They loved that album because they loved to see their grandma and granddad so looking so young. You know, because I've been married for 15, 15 years ago, this album was made. So, like, you know, almost 25 years. No, almost 25 years. Now I'm talking rubbish. Sorry, 15 years ago. So, like, you know, um, they really, like, appreciated seeing, like, their grandparents looking younger and everyone else yeah, looking young. Yeah. And we were in it. Me and my wife were in it. Just, like, we were in the background, like, blurry. Because in those days as well, there was literally just concentrating on portraits, family photos, a few big moments that happen in hindu weddings and then otherwise just the parents as well so like we were yeah. there like as blurry and like looking so young in the background as well it was crazy and we, me and my wife weren't even together at this point i think it was maybe just 17 years of this album but like yeah it was um it was it was still like you know it holds value no matter how how bad you think like like what i mean is like when I shot my first wedding, I think in 2012, I think, oh my God, those those images are shocking, right? <laughs> but I hope there's a kid with those that couple going, oh, I really love yeah. these photos. <laughs> like, it's it's really like with the kid who comes across those pictures, are they going to analyse or look cringe at spot no, colour? No, they won't, they won't analyse. The way that we do, yeah. I mean, no, I like that. <laughs> it's the, the um, first wedding I ever shot, um, their anniversary the other day, and they like tagged me in some pictures, and I'm just... Um, the bride that is now a wedding planner. Um, and uh, yeah, some of the it was at the peak of the for, you know early Instagram. Everything's really matte with like a really like sort of thick filter on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying, yeah, it was <clears throat> that kind of style with that uh, almost sepia black and white. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they still they really love the pictures. So it's that weird thing of like I can't be like you know. I, you know, I can I can never comment on it because they love their pictures, um, and so do their family, yeah. um, and I'm sure that you know it's love them too. But um, yeah, so I suppose the value stays the same, doesn't it? Even if we're just like what we were doing back then, yeah, um, exactly. It's more, it's more you just don't want anyone to see them. <laughs> you don't want any potential clients of the future to see your spot color or your, yeah. you know. Yes. I was about to say, did you message them when they tagged you? You didn't have to repost it or anything. So you know, sometimes like on Instagram, you feel compelled. Like if they'd put that on Insta story 
and then be yeah, like, yeah. by our amazing photographer Amy Sampson, and then you didn't yeah. repost it on your stories, then they might think that's oh. not this. So Wait, like, do you know what the worst? Do you know what the worst thing was? So you know when you first start out, and I think everyone does it. They write their name all over the picture because they're like, oh, "Yes, right. on my picture." Yeah, yeah. So they didn't have to tag me because it's got my name on it. <laughs> yeah, no, but did you <laughs> repost it on your? Well. Did you repost it on your? Uh, story? There was one. Would you have? There, would you have? If, if yeah, so if there, was, did. there was one actually. There was one or two. There's one or two from that wedding that I'm like, you know what? Considering it's my first wedding and where it was, which was in a bat cave. Um, like I nailed that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there was, there was one I I reposted, but the other ones I sort of slightly sort of going, oh god, can't believe I took that. Like I can't believe it's resurfacing on social media. And what's worse is that she's a wedding planner, so like because I know uh, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. But we all start somewhere. <laughs> no, that's true. We do. We do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like, it could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good it's all good now amy it's been like amazing talking to you i've just seen the time and how much we've you know, sort of but yeah no thank you so much for taking the time out to like oh you're so welcome it's been, for, like, yeah no it was a really amazing talk i really enjoyed like yeah you sharing your views and like yeah your reasoning behind photography and wedding photography was great yeah yeah it's uh if, if you said to me 10 years ago you, you'd be a wedding photographer and i'm like <laughs> what never gonna happen <laughs> but there you go it's the random segues that can happen in life <laughs> yeah and here you are killing it so that's great yeah you know? yeah and i really love it you know i mean don't get me wrong we'll have days where we don't but yeah i'm i'm in the, the year of the pivot what was that 21 i was like you know what i don't want to pivot because i i enjoy it so i'm just gonna hang on in there and uh yeah yeah thank you it's worked out right so far so <laughs>